Our lesson this morning is from Deuteronomy chapter 8. Observe the Sabbath day and keep it holy, as the Lord your God commanded you. For six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to your Lord, your God, and you shall not do any work. You, or your son, or your daughter, or your male or female slave, or your ox, or your donkey, or any of your livestock, or the resident alien in your towns, so that your male and female slaves may rest as well as you. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. The word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gospel is from Matthew chapter 11. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will rest, find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The word of our Lord. In the name of our triune God, amen. When was the last time you took a rest? I'm not talking about a nap that you may have taken over the weekend or when you were sleeping last night. I mean an actual time of rest, a moment where you physically stopped and took the time to notice the creative and redeeming work of our triune God all around us. When was the last time you stopped to take a breath and to let the shields or barriers that you've put around yourself when you've let them just fall away? This week, we begin a three-week series on the topic of Sabbath here at Shepherd. We'll hear readings from both the Hebrew Scriptures and the Gospels, as we did this morning, uh, which will all help us to understand this idea of Sabbath. Now, Sabbath is kind of an interesting word because it can mean a couple different things. It could mean the physical day of rest that we hear about, uh, that physical day of rest to the Lord your God, as declared in Deuteronomy. Or it could mean moments of rest, or those times where the burdens of life are just too much to bear, and so you might seek Sabbath in Christ, as Matthew tells us. No matter your definition of, of, of Sabbath, it should be abundantly clear that it has been commanded to us by our Creator that we must take time to rest. I remain a bit awestruck by this command, as it seems almost counterintuitive to the way we typically understand commands today. The commandments, the Ten Commandments, are fairly simple, right? Don't murder, don't steal, don't slander your neighbor or disrespect your mother or father. Good thing for Father's Day. Uh, they are simple in the sense that, uh, that all of these things are things that you should not do, right? They're meant to keep you in line so that everything that you do do is upright and respectful and moral. They are commands that, that keep us in bounds. But remembering the Sabbath... Remembering to rest. Well, one of these things is not quite like the others. 
and our American way of living to work and this concept of worth equals your level of production, resting is not in our communal vocabulary. It is not in our sense of good living. In fact, it's almost an offense to our so-called American Christian work ethic. We are not allowed to rest. Resting equals laziness or uselessness or worthlessness. If you're not pulling yourself up by your bootstraps at any given moment of every single day, then clearly you don't deserve to call yourself an American. This is our story today as a country and as a culture. But God's story... God tells us to rest. God tells us that everyone should rest and to take some time to care for ourselves. And not just that, but to make sure that everyone else can find time to take care of themselves as well. You shall not do any work, says Deuteronomy, You or your son or your daughter or your male or female slave or your ox or your donkey or any of your livestock or the resident aliens in your town, everyone deserves the chance and indeed has the obligation to simply not do anything for a moment or two. It is okay to not do something. It's okay to just stay home and not be productive or to sit by the lake and not have to keep up with what your neighbors are doing or saying or what is going on in the news or who said what to whomever on any given day on Twitter or Facebook. It's okay and indeed commanded as necessary to find Sabbath from all of that and to rest. As many, if not all of you, know by now, my parents have a lavender farm, and if you did not know that yet, then clearly you have not spent any time with me, because I brag about them pretty much every opportunity I get. Uh, And I do so because I am incredibly proud of them, Um, and so I'm going to talk about the farm, and I am going to brag about them, because I think it's pretty great. Um, My my parents planted uh, a lavender farm last May, uh, so May of last year. Uh, They planted over 1,600 lavender plants in their uh, front yard. Uh, and began making and and selling beauty and health products um, this past August. They've been doing a great job of getting themselves established in the community and and, and setting themselves up as a small business. Well, last weekend, I had the opportunity to drive down to southwest Missouri, where their farm is, uh, and help them get ready and put on their first ever Fun in the Field Lavender Festival. We had vendors from all over the place, including a local brewery, uh, people who were making and selling handmade jewelry. Uh, We had yoga in the field. We had Reiki sessions. Uh, There were local musicians. It, it 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 was quite the day. My dad made some white chocolate lavender cookies and some lavender iced tea to sell, which was incredible. And we had our new, brand new gift shop open with all of my parents' products available to purchase. The lavender was in full bloom and looked absolutely stunning. Now, we really had no idea what to expect on Saturday morning when our gates opened at 9 a.m. What was the atmosphere going to be like? Would people like the farm? Was everything ready to go? Was anyone even going to show up at all? We had so many questions and concerns and nerves. But by the end of the day, every concern and every fear was gone. 
We had over 1,200 people come to my parents' little five-acre farm, picking lavender, taking pictures with their families in the field, spending time with each other, finding new friends, meeting old friends again, coming together to embrace the beauty of God's creative work in lavender and the chance to connect with creation and to each other with great music and food and people all around. Sure, it was an incredibly busy day for those of us who were working it, but it was not a hard day, and it wasn't a crazy atmosphere for 1,200 people being there. In fact, I would go as far to say that it was an atmosphere of Sabbath. It was a visceral feeling of Sabbath. Everyone who walked through our farm said that not only was the festival great, but that our farm was beautiful and that they really needed a place and a time to relax with their friends and their family. A lot of them came from northwest Arkansas, and so they said that from from the time that they got into the car all the way to to the drive-in, which was about an hour, the time that they spent at the festival, their drive back, every moment of that day was a moment of Sabbath together. And as much as my parents would love to take credit for all of that, we also completely understand that it wasn't my parents, it wasn't my family that did this. It was our God. Our God did this. Our God made this time to connect, to be, to find Sabbath. I tell you this story because these kinds of places are all around us. These places where there is a visceral, to our very core, overwhelming sense of calm and peace and connection. I think it can be easy sometimes to overlook them or ignore them or push them aside as something other than what they really are. I think it can be easy to see these places as maybe just the feeling that you consume for a little bit and then you leave it there and then you go back to what you were doing before. I feel like that we can consume it instead of allowing them to be transformational, identity-forming, an experience with our dwelling God, this encounter of peace and wholeness, an encounter with Sabbath. So my question to you this morning is pretty simple. Where is your place of Sabbath? Where do you feel that awesome power of our transformational God dwelling with you and in you and near you, where those walls just fall away and your priorities are brought back to the kingdom of God? Where do you feel that sense of deepest connection and how will you honor that connection and to allow it to transform you so that your everyday life may be enriched it. The Lord your God this morning commands you to rest. So I beg you, go and do absolutely nothing, keeping your eyes and your heart and your soul and your mind open to our God who loves you so deeply and is working so hard to root you into the identity God created you to live into by the power of Sabbath, which is a gift to you from God, so that you can be holy you today and always. Amen.